Packers Daily with Jason Mertides. Time for a Wednesday, October 6th edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. Flyers fall to the New York Islanders 3-0. Only one preseason game remains. The loss to the Islanders ends three games in four nights. And the Flyers will wrap up the preseason coming up on Friday at 7 p.m. in Washington against the Caps in what will likely be a more evenly matched game as most of the starters for each team will be in the lineup on Friday as a final tune-up before the regular season begins a week later for the Flyers. But the NHL will kick off their calendar coming up on Tuesday of next week. So 3 nothing is the loss against the New York Islanders. And despite the fact that he gave up three goals, Martin Jones got the full 60 in this game and performed very well. He really battled in the game for the Flyers. The goaltending has been a bright spot. We'll talk about that with Bill Meltzer and much more. And he joins us now from PhiladelphiaFlyers.com, HockeyBuzz.com, and NHL.com. It is Bill Meltzer. And Bill, are you enjoying the hockey? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, there's one more dress rehearsal to go, you know, and that one should probably be an an A squad against an A squad. So that, uh, you know, that'll look more like a regular season game. These these last three, and they've all been interesting in their own right, but uh, all three of those have been A teams against B teams. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll see when the sides are a little more equal, and, and then roll from there. Because then there's a there's a week till the season starts. Uh, Bill, overall the goaltending. Let's start in the net because that's where Chuck Fletcher said this this season needed to start was being better from your own crease out. Uh, Martin Jones in the game against the Islanders. I thought, despite the fact he gave up three goals, I thought he played really well. Carter. Once again, both the appearances he's made this preseason, I think he's played really well. So really with the exception of the one short side goal that Jones gave up in his first game, I really liked what I've seen out of the Flyers goaltending group. Yeah, I, I think I think both goalies have been solid. Even the uh, you know, even when they got a period or period or so from the minor league guys, from the prospects, so those guys are pretty good too. So yeah, the goaltending goaltending has not really been an issue from the preseason, as you said, other than the uh, the one short side goal from Jones in, in his first outing. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's been a, a definite positive. Um, you know, I, I think that, uh, I think the one little area of concern I have, and we can get into that has been the penalty kill because it was such a sore spot last season. And then, you know, there've been a couple fluky ones, but listen, I mean, the, the Flyers have played five preseason games and they've let in six opposing power play goals. They haven't given up, very much either quality wise or quantity wise at five on five, but the PK has got to get better. Is that a byproduct of, you know, cause PK to me is one of those things that I go, well, PK is not a skilled type thing per se. There's guys that are better at it than others, obviously, but it's a will and it's, it's yeah. working hard and details sticks in lanes, maintaining the structure even when things kind of go a little haywire on a power play against. So kind of what are you seeing with the PK that's been the biggest issue for you? Oh, in, in some cases, uh, it's, it's allowing a little too much time and space. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I really, when the Flyers were really strong in the PK in, in uh, 2019, 20, and even the second half of the season before that, you know, they were generating a, a lot of strong side pressure. So they were weren't giving guys a lot of time and space to you know if if you, if you give guys room they're gonna beat you uh, no yeah. matter how good you are defensively too good yeah, yeah. the guys are too good they're you know I mean Barzell's a special player but 
You know, I mean, there, there, there are guys in this league who just, you know, <laughs> they don't need a very big lane to, to make that cross seam pass. And all of a sudden your goalie scrambling to get over it's in the net. I mean, there've been, there've been a few that have been just pure, pure bad luck block shots that have bounced to somebody in the slot or, or something like that. A couple have been broken plays. A couple have been coverage breakdowns. Um, you know, I, I mean, listen, they, they haven't at practices, um, Really, really, when you have practice, and whenever you ask the guys who are only on PK, they always grin about that. When a team practices special teams, you know, it's the guys who play on the power play side who get the. Uh, so if a guy plays both ends of special teams, when you practice, he's going to be on the power play side. Yeah. So Grove Rob doesn't Lord. really get many reps on, uh, you know, PK during during practices or, or or whatever. So you don't really have your your main PK guys out there a lot of nights, but. Uh, you know, enough of them, enough of them get out there and it just um you know I, I think I do think it's hard work you have to outwork the other team uh, yeah. and uh, the other part of it is it's a rhythm too you know because you're, you're working as a box you're working as a, as a four-man group and you want to you know you want to give your goalie a chance to see the shots the one tonight you know I mean Bailey who's another who's another fine player he's, he set up Bavillier Bavillier got rid of the puck in a hurry yeah. Um, you know, that, that beat, it beat Jones to the stick side. And that's just going to happen sometimes. But, you know, when you look at the overall numbers and you look at where the tendencies are, you know, that, that's something that can, you know, can get a team off to a slow start or, or ruin an otherwise well-played game. Yeah. So I think that, that that's an area where the Flyers are going to really have to shore up when, uh, when it starts for real against Vancouver. Yeah, and there is chemistry involved there too, yeah. as you know, you're sliding to the pressure is, you know, the other forward going to the right spots as the, the box turns into a diamond or, or those kind of things. And you're right. Uh, you know, I, I prefer a PK that pressures the puck. I hate to sit back and allow them to fully dictate not only the, where the puck goes and how it gets there, but the amount of time that they have to do it. Yeah. That, that to me is a recipe because there's just every team go to Boston, the perfection line on the power play with Pasternak and Bergeron and Marshall. Go, go to Washington with Ovi and Backstrom and John Carlson running the point. Every team, their top power play unit. If you give them time, will shred you. I, I agree. You, you know, I mean, the, you, you try to take away the middle. I mean, that's the, uh, that's the, the thought process behind playing playing off a little bit. But, you know, again, guys don't need very big lanes, you know, and, yeah. and uh, you know, and, and <laughs> you know, when you play, when you play Washington and that's going to be a, that's going to be a test. The, the last time the Flyers played Washington, you know, they didn't have, they didn't have most of their big guns out there. You know, they, you, you know, they're going to feed Ovechkin for the one-timers. Good luck stopping them though. Yeah, you know? people the only, been trying to do that for a long time. <laughs> yeah, the only way to stop it is not get the not them not let them get the puck to him. Yeah, yeah, that, that's exactly right. <laughs> and it's it's just don't let him be in his spot and be able to unload that cannon because he's just so good uh, from the spot. Even though you know it's coming, it's another thing to stop it. Um, speaking of the PK, uh, heading to the. Uh, the penalty box is a good way to find yourself in a coach's doghouse and. Uh, in this game against the Islanders, Nicholas Albay-Kubel, who struggled taking penalties last year, took too many, uh, took, a, took a couple in this game that didn't need to happen. Yeah, yeah he had two tonight, and, and in the game against Boston, uh, he kind of got away with a cross-check that I thought for sure he was going to get called on, and yeah. he wasn't. You know, I mean, I, I think if you look at his overall play the last few games, he's been good. 
He's getting in the forecheck. He's using his speed. He's creating some havoc in that way. But he's got to stay out of the box. I mean, that, that, that's number one thing. You can't put your team shorthanded. He's not a he's not a primary part of the PK unit. Maybe he'll maybe he will be at some point. You know, so if a guy wants to stay in the lineup, you, you know, you can't you can't put your team shorthanded, especially when you're you're a guy who is not going to be a big scorer too. So I mean, I'm I'm actually overall happy with his play the last few games, but that's the that's the big uh, asterisk of that too. That uh, those two penalties, both of which proved costly in this game, you know, that's something he has to get away from. Yeah, it's a, that's an element of his game he's got to clean up, and yeah. and sometimes it's it's just disciplined plays too, and you know that's controllable. And you're right, he's a ferocious forechecker, um, and gets in on it and can be physical, but he can't outscore uh, taking too many penalties. He just can't do it. Um, let me ask you about um, Tyson Forster. You know, it's his first pseudo NHL action preseason, albeit. Uh, but he, he's a guy that got to play in the AHL last year, really sh- did a good job last year and, and showed very well, had a you know really good camp. Uh, how have you felt like he's fared in games? Uh, you know, I, I think you see the difference between I do rookie games and, yeah. and NHL competition. You know, I, I think Tyson has struggled to find seams and, and make himself a target, um, you know, and, and he hasn't been, you know, made the impression that you would hope. Um, because you know, he's a guy, if you get him the puck in scoring range, he's got such good hands, he has a pretty good chance of scoring. Um, you know, I, I think he, I think he struggled. He, he, he looked a little. You know, looked, we've talked about Morgan Frost not being in, in any kind of rhythm. Well, Forster's 19 years old, and this is his, his first real NHL NHL camp. I mean, there there were no preseason games last year, so you know he got a bit of an education. I don't, I don't think he'll appear in the final preseason game. I think we make the next round of cuts he'll be headed towards the phantoms but it's something he can can learn from and you know look back on on down the line but i mean i think that i think from the rookie the rookie camp part he made a good impression and also when they were running some some power some power play drills during practice too he you know he uh, he popped a few of those too but uh in, in the games in the games you know he'll get better down the line yeah there's still a lot to learn he's still yeah. very young and you realize real quick that these are the best players in the world and boy, they take away your time so quickly. Uh, let me ask you about, you know, y- you look at this team and going into this season and we talked about all the changes and new faces that are here and the dynamic changing and uh, a lot of that in effort to get rid of the slow starts and those things. But I want to ask you about one guy in particular, cause I've been really impressed by him and that's Keith Yandel. Uh, he didn't play in the Islander game, but he played in the game uh, Monday night. And once again, Bill, I mean, through, I, th- I think he's got close to 500 points, 250 even strength points, and 242 power play points in his career. He's been doing this a long time. He hasn't missed a game since March 26 of 2009. I think I had hair back then. <laughs> and, uh, but I've been really impressed with his game. And the offensive part of it, and obviously on the power play, is incredibly impressive. But I don't see the liability that I was expecting defensively. Yeah, not so far. Not so far. He's been uh, he's actually been pretty steady defensively, and, and he and uh, Justin Braun have made a, a good pairing together. Um, you know, so so far that they, they've uh, you know, they haven't it hasn't hurt the team really at all defensively. Maybe one or two odd man rushes or something, but like a puck bouncing over a stick, and that's going to happen. 
you know, I, I think that, um, you know, I, I think that his, his effect on the team in the locker room as a, as a, as a leadership type uh, on the power play as a distributor. And that's different. I mean, yeah. you know, when they had, when they had Shane Goss to who's a shooter, you know, now, now they have a guy up top on the power play who's uh, who's a distributor. And um, I think that that makes an impact because if you look at, you know, league wide, who have been the, the top power play defensemen over the last decade or so. I mean, Yandel might not be at the very top, but he's, he's near the top, Yeah, you know, and he's had played in a couple of all-star games and he's just, uh, just a really, you know, a likable kind of guy. I mean, everybody, everybody likes and respects him. So, you know, I, I think, uh, you talk, talk about the, a, a good bargain for a team, you know, so far, so far he's looking like a tremendous bargain for the flyers and, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't look like the tank is empty. That's for sure. No, he doesn't. And you're, and I love, you know, having the big shot at the point is good if it gets through, right? But having the distributor there takes predictability and a power play away. Because it's not just, hey, we're, we're they going to work net front down to Wayne Simmons on the side of the net or JVR, or we're going to go to the point to the ghost for the bomb. Now you have a distributor, an elite distributor in Giroux on the half wall, whether it's on the right side or left, we can debate that another time. And Keith Yandel, who can shoot it, but has many options at that one pronounced one, three, one that they're running with them. And it, it provides a lot of variability. Oh, it, it does. I mean, because he's, he's very good at, at uh, studying his options on there, mm-hmm. you know, whether, whether it's uh, a deflection chance in front or, you know, feeding Giroux for a one time, or even, even knowing when to reload and not force the play. Yeah. And that's a, that's a big part of the power play too. You're keeping possession, you know, you're getting, you're getting reset. So, you know, I mean, you can you can see what a professional he is and and how long he's been running power play. So it's it's uh, that's a very promising sign. Yeah, I, I've been really impressed with his game and and his ability to keep pucks in on the power yeah. play is a big part of that too. We've we've talked about that. Um, let me ask you real quick about um, Cam Atkinson because um, we know that uh, they're depending on him in, in a pretty big way. And a lot of times when you get traded, you know or bought out like Martin Jones and, and Keith Yandel did, or Cam Atkinson, you're traded for the first time. Even Rasmus Ristolainen, who spent all those years in Buffalo, and he gets moved, and, and there's this narrative that surrounds certain guys. And, you know, you look at that, and, and Elaine Vigneault has been wearing this saying on his shirt that says something to prove. Yeah. Is that – I mean, I think so many guys on this team, that just fits perfectly. And, I mean, they're – I'd have to find like three guys that it doesn't fit to be honest with you. Yeah. Cause I think they all have something to prove for a litany of different reasons, whether it was you played in Buffalo or you got bought out or whatever it might be. But I think there's a lot to prove. And I think that's the right message. Oh, sure. Even, I mean, even guys like uh, Couturier and Farabee are coming off of good seasons. They have, they have big contract extensions. So they yeah, have something, heart. Yeah. yeah. Everybody, everybody, you know, everybody has something that they, they um, need to prove this season. Now, a guy like Atkinson just brings so much energy and enthusiasm to the table. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think he's made his biggest impact yet. Um, you know, I think, I think he's feeling his way a little bit or with, with new line mates and that kind of thing. I think he's a guy who will impact the PK. He's uh you know, he hasn't done that yet, but it's preseason, and I, I think he will over time take some time to adjust. Um, did hustle up a nice goal in, in combination with Lindblom for, uh, you know, proved to be the game winner the other night. So, 
you know, I mean, I, I think a guy like Atkinson rubs off on everybody on the team because he's uh, he never gets outworked. He's he's mm-hmm. one of the smallest guys on the ice on a nightly basis, but he plays he plays much bigger than his size. And uh, you know, again, just a real likable, enthusiastic kind of guy, and that uh, you know that that rubs off. Yeah, it definitely does. Last thing for you, and you just brought him up. Has there been one player that, you know, every year, whether it's in the NFL or the NHL, there's like a preseason darling, if you will, right? There's a guy that you just, you you watch him play and you're going, oh, he looks really good. That guy's Oscar, isn't it? I mean, he looks so different this year. He does. I mean, that, that to me, you when you talk about upgrades in the offseason, that's an in-house upgrade just because yeah. he's, he's healthy again. He, he's, you know, all strong. the fitness tests are strong. He's, he's winning. He's w- back to winning the, the puck battles that you used to see him win before the cancer diagnosis. Um, you know, hasn't potted a goal, but he's certainly set people up. Um, so he, he set one up uh, actually last, last, uh, well, not, not the game against Buffalo, but the, uh, not Buffalo, the, but the previous game, the game against the Bruins, he set one up in the third period that could have been a game winner. Frost, yeah. Under Frost, yeah. Yep. That, that could have been a game winner. And that was just hustling in behind the net after a puck and centering it out in front and finding, finding somebody going to the net. So, you know, I mean, that's, that's been, that's been outstanding. And, uh, yeah, I'm expecting a real good solid season from him. And I, I think another guy too, you know, we were talking about about Keith Yandel. At least so far, I think Derek Prasard looks like yeah. he has a lot more left on the table than than some people, I think myself included, thought he might have. You know, when when he was first signed by the Flyers, so that's uh, they, that line is, I think, looked pretty good when they've been together. Yeah, they seem to have developed a little bit of chemistry here earlier. And I think one of the things that we overlook with Oscar sometimes too is his ability to distribute the puck, especially from down low. Yeah, he sees the ice very well. He's got great hockey IQ. I, I remember talking to Dave Haxtell. He said, I never have to tell him where to go. He always goes to the right spots. Never had to tell him. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, you don't worry about him in the defensive zone either. No. Same, same thing. You know, he, uh, and, you know, like if it's just a, if it's just a simple play, a chip little chip play off the wall to get it, to get out of the zone, he does it. If there's an opportunity to break out, he does that. It, it's, uh, you know those those players who give you that consistency, of, of you know they're going to be in the you know the right spot. They're going to make the right play, and uh, you know they're not going to win every battle, but they're going to win more than they lose. And you know you then you have the guys who are a little more unpredictable and up and down, but the more guys who you have who you you can rely on to do the right things consistently. And uh, you know we we talked I think last last program about. Uh, Ryan Ellis certainly is one of those guys. Oh yeah. That that uh, you know when you talk about team consistency, which the Flyers certainly did not have last year, they didn't have guys who were giving you that same, the same game night in and night out. Not enough. Anyway. Yeah. Actually, last thing for you, Bill. Do you, look. It's hard to tell when you're playing against teams, either with a, a non-NHL lineup or yeah. without. You know, but it seems to me that they want to play a lot faster, stretching the ice through the middle. Uh, really noticed that is in particular in that Boston game in the first period, they were transitioning so quickly in the neutral zone and even high in their D zone to getting back on offense right away and just stressing the opponent. Yeah. They, they, I mean, they have their centers a little low in the defensive zone to mm-hmm. help guard the house. Um, but they're also helping defensemen out and getting the puck up to the wingers. And once the wingers get the puck in stride, they, they've been off. The transition game has been pretty promising. I I, I, agree, I agree with that. Guys like uh, 
you know, guys like Farabee particularly, you see they get get them the puck, you know, get them through the neutral zone, and all of a sudden you have a you have an opportunity cooking. Yeah, James too, James and Reemstein yeah, as well. Sure. Um, hey, Bill, thanks for doing this as always. Thanks to everybody for listening. Another brand new episode coming up tomorrow of Flyers Daily. We're gonna go to seven days a week coming up in just over a week's time when the regular season starts. But we're five for now, so we'll talk to you on a brand new episode of Flyers Daily coming up tomorrow. Have a great day.